Thank you for downloading this sponsored podcast presented by PR Week. For more podcasts, visit us online at prweek.com. Hi everyone, this is Gideon Fiddles, I'm Magic Editor of PR Week. It is my pleasure to welcome you to this very special session, DEI in Reality, a first-hand perspective. It is sponsored by Affleck, and of course, much gratitude to them for doing so. Though difficult and challenging on so many fronts, the past year plus has placed the crucial topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion at the forefront of more conversations than ever before. As such, we have reached a moment of opportunity and motivation where real and lasting progress could be made. Many discussions about DEI focus on intent and tactics, and those are vital. However, powerful examples of brands and leaders who have both made and represent that progress very well might be the most inspirational and educational forces in this dialogue. In this exclusive PR Week interview, we proudly highlight such a leader and such a brand, such an esteemed leader who will provide that firsthand perspective I referenced earlier. It is my honor to introduce Inez Gutzmer, VEP of Strategic Communications and Head of Communications at Affleck. Inez, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. And it is, it is I got to be honest with you, it is heartwarming to see the duck in that logo right behind you. It just wouldn't <laughs> be Affleck without it. So I'm so happy to see that. Um, we love our duck. <laughs> I, I, I know. And through many, many dealings I've had with your wonderful brand, my house has more than its share of Affleck ducks. So very appreciative of this opportunity indeed. Now, during this conversation, we'll be talking about the roles everyone can play in DEI, environments that allow everyone to be their true selves and the impact DEI or the lack thereof has on personal lives. I've really been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time, Ines, so let's get right to it. And I wanna start here. Ahead of our chat today, I cannot help but take note of how proud you are to work at a brand that has allowed you to be your true self and thrive because of it. As a top, top female executive of color at a major brand that is so inspiring to hear. As specifically and perhaps tactically as you can, what is it about Affect's culture or corporate setup that has allowed you to thrive professionally? <laughs> that is such a great question. You know, thank you for asking that. Um, you know, Affleck is a brand with a soul, and that is captivating to me, and both captivating and inspiring. Um, because, you know, after being doing what I do for 20 plus years, you know, you can find a lot of brands that, you know, have, you know, diversity is some kind of tab or some kind of button in their website where they just put content and that's about it. But Affleck truly talks the talks and walks the walk. I mean, it's a company that honestly cares for diversity. It's a company that honestly gives voice to their employees, care for their employees. Our CEO, Dan Amos, always say, take care of your employees and they will take care of your customers. And that is exactly right. It's a company that has a very solid leadership, but also caring leadership. I mean, that kind of like a true family uh, kind of feeling it's just very, very special. And I think that, you know, that probably, you know, shows, you know, we have a, 
our brand reputation is extremely high, at least one of the highest that I've seen in the industry or that I work for because I work for brands as, you know, in-house. And I also work with millions of brands when in my agency life, which I had 70% of my career was in the agency space. So I would say that, you know, that's what makes Aflac so very special. And, and I think that when it comes to diversity, it's just... Um, it's just not even a topic. You know, I think that sometimes when you have to think about something like a topic, it tells you that it's something that you need to really focus on, really make an effort. And I feel like it's not even a topic. It is. It just is. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I don't think that anyone in this company, starting from the top uh, to every level of the organization, could conceive this company without the high level of diversity that we have. So that's why I'm a happy camper and and I just really like working for this company because you do have a chance for real to have your voice heard. I mean, being part of a minority as I am, being an immigrant as I am, and, um, and, uh, you know, part of a diverse group. So, so that's, I hope that answers your question. Um, It really, really not only answers my question, it's rather, it's rather inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing that. Clearly, organizational leaders, those in the C-suite, have a huge role to play in creating cultures and environments that fully embrace DEI. However, all professionals of color have a huge role to play too, from those at the most junior levels to leaders who have reached your lofty status. What are some proactive steps that professionals can take to help their brands become more diverse, equitable, and inclusive? Basically, in asking this, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, yes, the C-suite has a major role to play in making sure they have a diverse, equitable, and inclusive culture. But every employee has a role to play, no matter what level mm-hmm. of seniority they are. Can you please talk about that a little bit? Sure. You know, you, you made a good point about, you know, senior leadership have to play a role. And, and I do believe that it starts at the top. And I cannot imagine that we will be in the place we are without Dan Amos's vision about diversity and inclusion. And I always like to say this because it's one of my favorite quotes from Dan. You know, he's like, you know, um, I don't want to walk in a room where everyone looks like me. <laughs> I want to walk in a room where, you know, there's people with different backgrounds and different culture perspectives and all that because that makes it really interesting because it does mirror humanity, right? That's the way humanity is composed from different people. So I do believe that starts at the top and that is something that Aflac got really right from the very beginning. I mean Aflac has been talking about diversity even before it was a topic. I mean it's years and years and years of believing in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you have someone at the top uh, and the whole leadership uh, you know sort of like pushing that down is so much easier for the levels that are below them to really treasure that and understand it. And I would say that there's a lot of things that you can do. The first one is, is really to have a serious and, and BFAP and, 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 and comprehensive hiring strategy, you know, where you really uh, put the emphasis in trying to bring diversity to your company. So I think that's kind of like very important. And we do have that in place. Um, and we have a diversity council. We have, uh, you know, head of diversity and inclusion. All these people are really part of HR and looking at our strategy to ensure that we bring those uh, different perspectives to the table. So that is extremely important. 
but the other piece that I think is very important is make it part of your KPIs. I mean, make it part of people's bonuses. I mean, make it part of a true commitment. It starts with, you know, making it so important that is a KPI as much as any other thing that you measure in your company. There has to be a metric around that. And I think that we do have all those things, which is the reason why, you know, Affleck has, I don't know, 65% women and 35, 40% uh, African-Americans. I mean, that is absolutely pretty unique. Um, and we've just been named best company to work for the best company to work for in diversity by Forbes recently, like literally last week. Mm. Um, so, so, I mean, those things talks about, you know, how serious we are and how, you know, we truly believe that having, having in your workforce, you know, what you see outside in the outside world is so very important. Um, not only for, you know, giving opportunities to people, but also to actually drive business forward. I mean, that's the reality. Um, so so I, I hope that answered your question um, in terms of what we can all do to make sure that diversity has a seat, a prominent seat at the table. Well, the, the mention of KPIs as well as the hiring practices <laughs> is obviously something that's very, very important. And it is really also something that any company, if they're looking to sort of move the needle on this and hopefully someday reach the levels of Aflac. That's a really, really great place to start. So I very much appreciate that. Yeah. One of the more interesting, but often overlooked dynamics of this conversation is the diversity within diverse groups. On one hand, an overall DI commitment has to work for myriad groups, Black, Latinx, Asian, LGBTQIA, and others. And then within each of those groups, there is obvious diversity too. This is clearly an advanced level of the DEI conversation, but a crucial one. I welcome you to share whatever thoughts you wish on this topic and what organizations can do at the very least to create a workplace where such a holistic appreciation of diversity, equity, and inclusion can exist. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I like how you approach it in terms of diversity within diversity. And I, I appreciate that. And uh but at the same time, I just feel it's all diversity. I mean, it's like, I think that, you know, if you look around and see, you know, what's happening in our country, right, and and the conversations that are taking place in terms of, you know, social justice and rights and, and all of the above, I mean, I think that, you know, diversity within diversity, to me, is nothing else that truly appreciate and embrace uniqueness. I mean, and, and I know that it sounds really nice and I know that it sounds like, of course, but it's just so difficult. I mean, we cannot do that as a country. Think about that. I mean, so, so it's just like, you know, I think it's really having an appreciation and respect for, for the uniqueness that all of us bring to the table, whether you are, you know, part of the uh, LGBTQ community or you are Latino or you are African-American. I mean, we, are, we have all been brought up and raised in very different ways. And that to me adds color. That's to me as adds diversity of thought. It brings just new perspectives. I, and I believe that if we don't embrace that uniqueness, we're just missing half of it. We really are. So I think that, you know, when we talk about diversity within diversity, I just think it's diversity. And diversity is not only, you know, the groups of people that we just acknowledge, because I don't want to get in a situation where we go all the other way. <laughs> 
and, and you know which which can happen you know mm -hmm. so, you know the 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 search for balance is kind of like the holy grail right i mean how where the balance resides so i think that we that also brings to everyone perspective it's just not diversity within diversity but everyone perspective so that nobody feel excluded i think it's not as much as about inclusion as it is about no one feeling excluded and to me that is what we need to look at these days i mean let's just have no one being excluded in any of the conversations and let's try to push and achieve hopefully balance That is really, really profound. Thank you very much. And uh, I very much appreciate what you just said as well, because obviously when conversations like this happen, there are groups that are going to be saying, well, wait a minute, if you're putting so much focus on these other groups, you're forgetting about me. And that is the antithesis of what this is all about, right? It's a, listen, it is a very, very difficult balance. You and I are actually having this conversation the day after the um, verdict came out in the um, in the George Floyd murder trial and obviously very, very top of mind now. And you see the general reactions are obviously positive because because of the verdict. But it's um, it's a conversation. You, you said it. This country is this country and this world are wrestling with this topic. So it's not going to be solved overnight. But I really do appreciate what you said about focusing on not excluding people. I think it's a really, really great way to look at it. So I very much appreciate that. Now, mm -hmm. Um, my one of the, one of the main reasons that I was so excited to talk to you today, Inez, was that um, again, um, you have a firsthand perspective of this that not not everyone has, and I really wanted to get that across. And I think this last subject we're going to talk about hopefully gets to that. So, one of the other things you and I discussed ahead of our chat today was the impact Affleck's commitment to DEI and the benefits you've seen professionally have had on your personal life, or mm -hmm. or, or, or or you personally, perhaps I should say it better. Given the world we live in today and the prevalence of working from home and the more difficult way, the more difficult challenge of separating work life and home life when you do them both in the same place, this, yeah. is, part of the, this is part of the conversation that really, really deserves some attention now. So, Inez, I welcome you to share any thoughts on, that you wish to on how you've personally been impacted by the fact that you work for a company that is so deeply entrenched in DEI. You know, um, I'm going to say in three words, it set me free. It wow. really set me free. Um, and I'm going to tell you that um, it's sad in a way that it took me so long. But at the same time, you know, I think that, I think that our careers are a progression, right? Our careers are, you know, you, 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 it's a constant learning. It's a constant way to learn more about yourself and how that self fits in the surroundings or in the context you live in and you know you probably realize i'm, I'm not first generations uh, of latinos in america i'm an immigrant right um so i came to this country 25 years ago um and you know one of the things that was my biggest challenge was you know fight with the need that i had or i feel to fit in I feel like I have to fit in, to blend in, to adapt to the host culture. And, and I did for quite a bit. Um, and, you know, that wasn't really good. First of all, I was not being authentic. I was not living my truth. But on top of that, I was really depriving the company I was working for, my colleagues, my teams of 
the richness that I could bring to the table because of my diversity and because of my background. But, but the reality is that, you know, when you, be, when you belong to a diversity group or, or a group that is not, you know, that is considered a color, if you will, I mean, there is this kind of a struggle, you know, internal struggle that you are so grateful to the host culture that you're in and you want to fit in. You don't want to be singled out. You want to be part of it, right? You want to be really cool and, and, and be part of the space that you are. So that is something that I would say that most of us struggle uh, a lot. I did a struggle with that for quite a bit. And, uh, you know, it really took some time for me to, as I went to my journey, to, to really understand that the beauty of what I could offer was exactly the opposite of what I was doing, <laughs> was actually to live my truth and understand that what I could give was much more powerful because it wasn't what was already being offered, if you will. So that was like an aha moment. But then you have your aha moment and you understand that, but then you need to find the right place to fit that in. And I have to tell you that I worked for companies in my career which were not really a good space. I was like a fish out of water. And I remember distinctly one company, I'm not going to mention it, but um, where the CEO of the company will call me out in meetings because of my accent and the fact that I was not from here. Mm. And, and I so think that, you know, right now I laugh about it. I, I really don't care anymore. But, but that's why you have this fight of, oh, come on, I have to fit in. I need to look like, like, you know, being a chameleon, if you will. Uh, Woody Allen's movie, Zelig, comes to mind, you know, where he has to change into something else to adapt to what he was. So I think that, you know, so that's why when I was able to understand that I need to be true to myself and then you have to find the right place. And, and Affleck is that place, you know, where you, you're who you are and you're actually celebrated for who you are and you're not pigeonholed. That's the other piece that is very interesting because what happens also, I imagine for many, you know, people that belong from the versus group is that then you're pigeonholed and you're asked to run the Latino practice or the Hispanic mm. practice or whatever it is, because you do have the knowledge and that's completely okay. I mean, you can do that. But my plea was do not do that because I can do so much more. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, and I have to say it took me some time to moved from that space to be able to then to realize that I have like more like a global approach rather than just that space. Um, so, so then, then when you think about Aflac, you know, as a company that truly gives you that opportunity, it really meant to be free. It really meant to be able to enjoy having this accent and to enjoy, you know, the ability of, you know, talking to some of my colleagues in Spanish, back and forth between English and Spanish. And, and it's so fun and cool. And I don't have to be, you know, worry about not fitting in because I am fitting in. Well, you know, I, I think what I'd say, Inez, if, if there's any company out there that you would not fit into, I probably don't want to work there or know anything about it. Because, <laughs> um, so, no, honestly, I mean, I've had the privilege of having so many conversations about DEI with so many wonderful leaders. And, just hearing you talk about it from such a personal perspective is just really, really inspiring to me. And that's kind of the point of this podcast. And I hope everyone out there feels the same way um, because there's so many levels to this conversation, but 
if this really, really just accentuates how important it is. And this is the moment in time in our country's history, and I guess in the industry's history as well, where it's really, really time to start, stop talking about it so much and just start actually doing things. And there are the tools to do that. And what's really, really positive also is I know that there's a lot of leaders in this industry who really, really want to take that next step. And if this podcast in any way sort of helps move that along, then I'm really, really proud to have been a part of it. Thank you for being so candid and honest with us. And of course, taking time from your very busy schedule to speak with me today, because one of the things that you definitely are is incredibly busy. I know that. So I appreciate that very much. <laughs> Obviously, thanks to Affleck as well for making this event possible with its support. Thanks to all of you out there for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I know I did. I hope you did as well. This is Gideon Fiddles. I'm Magic Editor Fury. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.